Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection. What I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection, and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. So the other day we were at the beach and I spotted this woman with this shirt on and it caught my eye because of what the shirt said on it. I finally figured out as she was going in the water what the shirt said and it said, day drinking, my favorite hobby. Now some of you are cheering and saying, yes, I understand that. I feel that so hard and I am with you. I understand this shirt. I understand this way of thinking so hard. I have nothing but understanding. Like, like not like I'm following you and your thought process and I get in my head why you would wear this shirt. Like, no, I understand through a visceral feeling in my soul what it means to buy this shirt and put this shirt on my body. I might as well have been this woman wearing the shirt that said day drinking, my favorite hobby. I, I know and I've actively lived out what it means to love day drinking. I mean, any kind of drinking, but specifically day drinking, it's just special. Like not even as a hobby, but like as a religion, like as something I worshiped and loved to my core. So I saw this woman and I had such an understanding and empathy for her because I've been there and I still love day drinking. I just don't do it anymore. I snapped a picture of the shirt and I shared it without her face, of course, over on shejustglows.com. I actually, for every podcast episode, I have a post on my website in case you want to read through instead of listening through. Um, so that's over on shejustglows.com. And it's not to shame this woman or to shame this way of thinking at all. Day drinking is fun. For me, it was fun until I realized it really wasn't. And the reason why is because it wasn't allowing me to live the life that I want. See, what I realized eventually, and I'm going to get into all of this in this episode, I realized I didn't have an outlet. I didn't have anything fun that I liked to do. Drinking was my outlet. And today I want to introduce you to this idea that you might be drinking right now because you just don't have an outlet. And I'm going to explain how and why that happened to me. And you might hear parts of your life in my story. And I'm also going to detail how to find or rediscover your outlet, things you can do for fun. And five things to keep in mind as you walk through that process. But I want to start this episode off by saying, I understand. If you love drinking, I get it. I love drinking too. 
This will never be a place where I shame you for drinking or tell you you're bad for drinking or even that drinking is bad. But for some of us, we've realized that drinking doesn't work because we don't like to stop, right? Drinking is just too fun. I don't want to stop having fun. So I keep going and going. And that cycle after several years stopped working for me. So a little over a year ago, I just decided that it was fun until it wasn't. I was just so sick of the morning after. The headache, the sour stomach, the self-loathing, the confusion, the shame. And I just decided to take a break. I remember that morning just saying, I am done with this life. It was just such a shitty existence. Waking up and feeling this way morning after morning and then by three o'clock that day, I'm back into the cycle that's taking me back to the same place tomorrow morning. It was just boring. That was back on March 28th, 2021. And today I can tell you, 15 months later, actually today that I'm recording this podcast, I am still alcohol free. If you're interested in my story, I dive deep into it on another episode here on the podcast. It's actually one of my first few episodes. It's called How I Finally Stopped Drinking After Seven Years of Thinking About It. So today I'm not going to dive into my story. If you're interested, that's where you can find it. But I am going to introduce you to this idea that maybe your love of drinking at this point in your womanhood and your motherhood has more to do with the fact that drinking has become the outlet for you. And it's understandable why it's become the outlet for you, not an outlet for fun, the outlet for fun. So if you clicked this episode and you're curious about what I'm going to say about drinking being an outlet, I applaud you. And I'm proud of you for being here. Thank you for being here. This episode is for you if you're curious about what it might look like to just try some other outlets. This drinking thing night after night, weekend after weekend is getting boring and it's just not working anymore. And you're curious what that life would even look like. Like you can't even visualize what that would look like. And so you're, you're clicking on this episode to hear someone explain what is a fun life look like that doesn't include alcohol. I understand exactly where you're at. This episode is also for you if you have a mom friend who really loves drinking and you're trying to figure out how to support her or why she thinks it's so fun. This episode is for you if you're mothering this summer and you just feel like you're floundering, but you don't know why. Even if drinking isn't a thing for you like it is for me, there might be some nuggets in here that help you identify what's causing you to flounder and come up with a plan for change. So above all today, I want you to know you're not alone. And if you're terrified about what it would look like to try to have fun without alcohol there, Keep listening. I feel you so hard. So I had a woman, we'll call her Hannah. She came to me a few months back. She wanted life coaching, 
I work one-on-one -on -one with women around the country and around the world, not just on taking another look at drinking, but for some of them, that's exactly what they want. That's not always everything that we talk about or always anything that we talk about. But in this case, Hannah came to me and she wanted to take another look at her drinking. And if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can head to my website, shejustglows.com, click on the coaching tab, and there's information there on everything I offer. So Hannah, and I'm sharing this with her permission and with a different name, she was in a cycle, all right? This may sound familiar. She knew drinking didn't work for her, but she loved it. She is very high-functioning, very successful, classy, put-together woman. She would stop drinking because she has a very high amount of willpower. She'd be doing well. She'd remember why she likes not drinking. She's so much healthier. She feels better. She's more productive. All the reasons keep adding up as to why this break from alcohol is so good. But then what would happen? What happens, guys? Something happens. Something happens, right? She'd go on a trip. Life would get hard. Even the weather getting nicer outside. There are so many things that can cut our alcohol-free journey and slash it to the ground and we're right back where we started, it feels like, right? So she started noticing that at about five months into her not drinking, she would have a slip up. And she wanted to crack the code and she brought me in to help her with that. So what would happen? She'd lose the momentum and boom, she was back to the drinking. It would start slowly. She'd sort of slide back into that wine on the porch outside. It's nice weather now, harmless at first. But then what happens on the slide? The slide, you get on the slide at the top, it's easy. Well, then you keep sliding down. The momentum keeps you on the slide. And before Hannah knew it, a couple months had gone by and she was back to that powerless feeling. And she just would ask herself, why did I do this again? Sound familiar? And if it doesn't sound familiar, keep listening. Keep listening. See, the thing about everyone's journey with alcohol, it's all different. It's all different. But what I want to share today is something really powerful that can help you take the power back over your drinking. I want you to consider that you drink because you have no outlet. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. You drink because you don't have an outlet. You don't have an outlet because alcohol has become the outlet. And that's a big problem. Is alcohol fun? Sure. But when alcohol becomes the only way to have fun, how do we break free of that belief system and of that lifestyle? How do we ever have fun again if alcohol's not there? It's possible. But I want to start off with this exercise here. All right, so I want you to pretend. Pretend you have no kids. Pretend you have no job, no responsibilities. If you could pick anything to do today, like your most ideal day, no holds barred, no budget, nothing. What would it be? What is your most ideal fun day? Beach, spa, nap, 
watching TV in bed, going to Morocco, going on a run, what would your best day entail? Okay, so I want you to close your eyes and picture what your best day would entail. And now I want to ask you, is alcohol in that picture? No shame if it is. I get it. I totally get it. For me, there was a time not that long ago that alcohol was absolutely part of any picture of any ideal day I could ever imagine. So I am sharing this from a position of I've been there and I understand this way of thinking. And so it becomes scary. Actually, no, it becomes terrifying to envision a life where I don't have the option to drink. Why would I want to do that? Keep tracking with me here. When you realize that you drink because you don't have any other fun thing to do, alcohol has become your fun. And I think this is what was so scary for me. If I stop drinking, how will I ever have fun again? I mean, I, I really thought that. After several years of mothering and drinking to get through, certain moments, certain tough emotions, certain frustrations. I actually believed that the only way for me to have fun in my life was with alcohol. So if I take alcohol away, what kind of existence am I actually agreeing to? But this did not happen overnight. And I want you to listen in to see if there's any whisper of what you've experienced in your journey with alcohol. So. I call it the slow slide, the slow slide. Over my first few years of mothering, slowly, I realized that, oh, after dinner time, when dinner was cleaned up, it was a really nice time to pour a glass of wine. No shame in that, no issue with that. I would have one glass, didn't really change anything about my day the next day, totally fine. I started using alcohol to sort of smooth over the rough edges of tedious or lonely days. And I don't know about you guys, but I was totally unprepared for the loneliness and isolation that comes from being a new mom. And if you know a new mom, send her this episode. Send her this episode. Send her over to my website, shejustglows.com. My heart is in reminding you that you're not alone in this very isolating job called motherhood. So the slow slide continues ever so slowly. I started to learn that alcohol was how I would relax. Alcohol was fun. And in my defense, it was fun. Absolutely. A few, year, a few more years go by and alcohol wasn't just fun. It was the fun. And that's a big shift where alcohol isn't just one of the options that I can use to have fun today. It's the option that I will be using to have fun today. It is the option. And then this grew into a mindset of if alcohol isn't there, how can it even be fun? I know you relate to that. And so slowly in this slow slide, alcohol gradually edged out all my other passions hobbies, motivations, and things I used to do to relax or have fun. Eventually, it was only alcohol. Now, I want to bookmark right here and remind you, 
that isn't really that fun. Alcohol is fun. Drinking is fun. I will never take that away from you. But if the only way that I relax or have fun is by pouring a beverage in my cup and sitting on a couch or sitting on a chair or sitting around a table with other people with beverages in their cup, just looking at that scene from the outside just looks incredibly boring. But this is some of the reframing that I've had to do in the last year. To me, when I first started not drinking, that actually sounded like the best day ever, sitting on a couch with a beverage in my cup, drinking as much of it as I wanted. Now I look at that picture and I just see a really boring day. I'd rather be out on a walk. I'd rather be paddle boarding. I would rather be um, cooking or, I don't know, doing really anything else with my hands or active than sitting in a room staring at other people or by myself or by myself watching my kids and drinking. But if you're looking at that scene and thinking, that sounds really nice right now. It's been a really tough day. I would love to just sit and drink on the couch while my kids played at my feet. Totally get it. Totally get it. But this is that slow slide. And this is when you realize that you drink because it is literally the only thing that ever sounds fun now. It's not just part of the fun. It is the fun. It's not just one of the outlets. It is the outlet, right? And so when you're at the bottom of this slow slide, it can feel really hard to get back up. And if that's where you're at today, I am sharing this from a place of understanding. But what I've realized is as I look back up at that slow slide, I came down gradually after days, weeks, and years of using alcohol for my outlet of fun. It was just so easy for drinking to become the outlet in my life. And I want you guys to track with me here. Drinking became the outlet for me because it is easy. This is why you drink because you have no outlet. Getting on the top of that slide is so easy. Here's why. Bottom line, drinking is easy to do while mothering. Kids have rough behavior today. That's okay. You can smooth it over with wine this afternoon on the couch. You don't even have to go anywhere. It's already in your pantry and you don't have to leave the house. Are you feeling stressed out that the house is a mess? Pour a cocktail. It will make the chores more fun. You're still doing your job, but you're just making it a little more fun. Are you feeling alone today because motherhood is literally the loneliest job in the world on some days? Pop a bottle, scroll social media during nap time, or once the kids are in bed, you're still doing your mothering job. You're just getting a little bit of a reward when you're done or as you're doing it. And it's keeping you sane. You're going to be reminded as you scroll social media that you aren't alone and mothers everywhere are drinking just like you. Now, this isn't to say that you're drinking every day or that you really are thinking, oh, I'm going to drink and scroll social media to feel less lonely today. But it's a slow slide. It's small habits that grow into a lifestyle that grow into a set of beliefs that can be really hard to get untangled from, but it's not impossible. And it's tough to get out of it though. That tangle is, is a big tangle. 
because basically you found a tool in your toolbox that can make things more fun with very little investment. And for a while, it feels like it's working. It feels like alcohol really does make the day better on certain days, right? What I realized about drinking during my mothering was that it's easy. It's a fast, cheap, and convenient way to get a break from mothering without having to take any time off. What does that translate to? No one notices. I can have fun in this little life of mine today without taking time off. And all I have to do is pour a few ounces or more of this little thing into my cup. Drinking as an outlet is perfect for motherhood. You're at home, drink. You're at the beach or somewhere fun with the kids, drink. A play date with new moms, join them and drink. What I realized was for me, drinking became the simplest, most effective way to clean up the messy moments of mothering with a nice warm buzz and a manufactured feeling of gratitude that I so desperately needed to get through the day. So drinking became my outlet. And the reason is simple, drinking is easy as a mom. See, other outlets require planning, time away from the kids, time away you may not have. A babysitting budget you may not have access to right now. But you do have eight bucks for a bottle of wine. Or, all right, let's, let's splurge and say 20 bucks. I bet you can afford that. I bet you can afford a couple hours that you're going to be at home anyway to spend having a little more fun doing what you're going to be doing anyway, which is laundry, cleaning, disciplining, all that jazz. It's just too easy. And so if drinking is your outlet, I absolutely validate the path that brought you here. And I hope that as I'm explaining this, you're seeing how utterly understandable it is that you are looking up this slide and thinking, shit, how do I get back up? It feels impossible, but it's not. I was reading this book. See, when you first start not drinking, or even before that, there's this genre of books. They call it quit lit, right? Like it's sort of like you read about other people's stories of not drinking or not doing whatever you are trying to get away from and it's inspiring. And so I have a lot of different books in my quit lit collection. One of them is called Mommy Doesn't Drink Here Anymore. And I wanted to read this excerpt because it perfectly encapsulates exactly what I'm talking about. The author says, since becoming a mother five years ago, I've longed to hang on to a part of myself that isn't smeared in mommy goo. The part that laughs at parties, looks good in heels, and earns a living while spending quality time with loved ones. I want to be the anti-June Cleaver, the unwife, the unmother, loving and present, but not invisible or brainless. And while it is gravely oversimplifying to say this is why I drink, drinking does begin as a bulwark. How do you say that word? A bulwark 
against the onslaught of mama drones, an enjoyable evening ritual, a life raft, cheaper and easier to do with young children than yoga or running. Only later does it become the best part of every day. Doesn't that resonate? Don't you just feel what she's saying? It is a life raft. Drinking is easy while mothering. You can do it while you work. So it seems like it's taking nothing. Really, no one even needs to know you're doing it or the feelings that come behind while you're doing it. You're just doing what every other mother on the face of the earth is doing. Drinking sporadically to get through the day and to have a smile on your face when your husband comes home or your kids get home from school. By contrast, outlets that really serve you require planning. They require time away. No wonder you stop doing them. Who has that kind of time? Who has that kind of childcare support? Who has that kind of budget? And I found myself realizing that I drink because I don't have an outlet. Drinking with the kids being little and having so many needs and I'm feeling like I'm drowning. Again, that life raft, that life raft of drinking became my survival mechanism and became my fun outlet. Two in one. It replaced other outlets that I might have had before that required planning and money and time to myself. Things like painting or playing sports or going to yoga. Things that require so much more capital, so much more investment, so much more time away. Time that I simply did not have. And you may not either. So if drinking has become your outlet, I say all of this to explain why and to say, I get it. It's understandable. You don't need to feel bad about where you are today. It's become the little whisper of fun that you can have in your everyday. So of course you said yes, why wouldn't you, right? The other reason you drink and it's become your outlet is because it's celebrated. I don't need to tell you this, you know. Every mom on earth needs mommy juice to handle her day. I mean, just the real audios on Instagram right now alone. Did you see that one that just came out? It's like, I'm going to be hungover. Like everyone's singing, I'm going to be hungover. And you're recording it while you're like, you know, getting plastered. I'm not saying this to shame anyone at all. But those are the messages that are literally going into your brain from your phone. Or there's that other one where it's like, that was such a fun day. I can't wait to do it again. And it's like the person's like crying. And then most people who record that reel, they're like, you know, pouring their alcohol. The messages are everywhere. I'm not here to shame anyone who's putting that out there. It's our choice what we consume. It's our choice to follow influencers who are pushing different messages and how they hit us. But you can't ignore that this is part of the cultural conversation. Honestly, I mean, it's funny too. I I, I laugh myself at these things. I mean, it's funny. It's funny because it's true. There is an element of hopelessness in the day. And when alcohol comes into the picture, at least for me, things sometimes feel hopeful again in the moment. And then they don't later. Then the next day, as alcohol lives in your system for days when you're drinking, you are dealing with the aftermath, anxious feelings 
the consequences mentally of drinking. And it's so much worse than that little bit of hopelessness you had at five o'clock during the witching hour. But it's so obvious all the ways that I have been fed this story that drinking makes the day better and it's totally normal and celebrated. You see all the Instagram reels, you hear the moms talking at the park, you know that drinking to cope with being a mom is totally and absolutely accepted. So this is interesting from the flip side. I wanna share what I've experienced now that I'm not drinking for right now, for the last 15 months. I gotta tell you, like I'm seeing a whole new light on this. And just how acceptable it is for me to drink as a mom. Alcohol is almost like the invisible drug and I don't wanna get too crazy and calling it a drug and you know, scare you with, with these sort of terms. Oh, she's getting real serious now. Time to take a break. I don't know if I want to hear this today, but this is really interesting. So I decided to get a physical about a month ago and I hadn't been there in a while, right? Like it's like total deferred maintenance. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't go to the doctor unless I'm sick, if unless I need something, right? But I was like, you know, I'm I'm 40. I'm going to get to the doctor and just have a physical. And I remember my primary care doctor the last time I was there. I remember, you know, there's that sheet that you fill out and it's like how many drinks I had in a week. And I think I said something the last time I had been there, like too many and I need to work on it. In other words, like I don't want to tell you the total that I'm having, probably four or five every night or two. And I'm just going to say it's too much and I need to work on it. And I'd been saying that for years. And each time my doctor... Granted, I go so infrequently that this has like been different doctors each time because they get pregnant or move away or whatever. But the doctor would say something like, oh yeah, well, you have four kids and I'm sure that's a lot. Or something just really benign, like we'll just try to keep it in check, you know. Nothing shaming, which I applaud them for. But each time it was almost validating me, like, yeah, I bet you'll need to drink, you know, while also saying like, but you shouldn't drink too much, you know. So this trip, I just recently went to meet with my doctor and I was really proud to check that box that says no drinks per week. And just knowing the work and sacrifice and the still at times wanting to drink really badly that, you know, I had to overcome to be able to check that box. And honestly, it felt really, really good. But during the course of our conversation, I told the doctor about my fear of flying and that I'd really love to have something that I can take on the plane. Oh, oh, okay. Well, this, this is where things change, right? Because it's kind of okay that I overdrink a lot in previous times that I've been to the doctor. But all of a sudden, as I share that I'm not using alcohol to get through flights anymore, which is really, really effing hard, it was like I had three heads. And I, I get it. I, I know that doctors, you know, want to make sure they're not prescribing anything addictive, like drugs to mom, you know, who say they need them to fly. And I had just told her I don't drink anymore. So maybe she's thinking I have some sort of an issue with overdoing it, you know. But I swear to you, getting an Ativan prescription, while the doctor was very accommodating, she only gave me like eight So if I fly cross country and there are two flights and maybe they're long flights, I mean, this bottle will last me maybe one or two trips. You you see what I'm saying here? It's like drinking was, while not condoned or even celebrated in the context of the meeting with my doctor, it was kind of, I got a pass. 
But when I'm asking for a prescription to help me with a legit fear of flying so that I'm not abusing alcohol, I was on an incredibly tight leash. And again, I'm not in the medical community. I'm sure that people abuse these, I mean, I know it, I know moms abuse these prescription drugs. Hello, I live in the world today. I understand the reasoning behind giving me eight mini Ativan. But the takeaway, I gotta be honest with you, it was so much easier for me to just drink on these flights. No one gave a shit. But now that I'm not drinking and I actually need something so that I don't go into like a nervous breakdown on these flights because I cannot handle turbulence, I am the biggest baby, it was like pulling teeth. The prescription pill that is for my flight anxiety is so much tougher to get than just having a few shots of Tito's on the flight. And even in the medical community, while you could argue this point in many different ways, my, my, my takeaway, my perspective has been, it's just easier to drink than it is to get an appropriate quantity of pills that will help me to not be afraid. I drink because I don't have an outlet, because it's easy to drink while mothering, and because drinking is celebrated in a way that having a pill to fly cross country is not. And I had to like fight for that. And now I'm thinking I need a refill. Is she going to think I'm like a pill popper, you know? Okay, so if you're at this point where you realize all fun includes alcohol in some way, I'm, try I'm getting back, I'm trying to get back on track here. I got a little carried away with my story and I hope that made sense. I'm not saying anything negative about the medical community or my doctor at all. What I'm illustrating is how easy it is for me to overdrink and no one thinks twice and how challenging it was for me to in the appropriate way using the appropriate channel how challenging it was to, to get prescription pills that i actually need to combat my flight anxiety you know at a certain point as moms it's just an uphill battle every day if it's easier to just drink on the plane i get why it would take someone a long time to decide to take to step away from that. I mean, that was one of my big sticking points. How am I going to fly if I don't drink? So again, it's just too easy. It's just too celebrated. So now what, right? Like I said, I'm getting back on track, I promise. You know, yeah, okay. All fun includes alcohol in some way. Now what? I want to try not drinking, but I'm scared. I want to have fun. I want to be comfortable in situations where I use alcohol to be comfortable. Now what? Being sober sounds like the most boring life ever. I totally know what you're saying. That's actually why I don't even use the word sober because it just to me sounds so boring. Being alcohol free is anything but boring. But if you're at this point and you're like, okay, now what? Thanks for the explanation. Now what do I do? I wanted to share a few things that I want you to keep in mind as you get curious about a life with these other outlets looks like. And I don't have time to give you the step-by-step. -step. Um, that would probably be something really well reserved for a one-on-one -on -one session or working together privately. 
But I wanna share a few things if you are looking at wanting to try a life that is fun, that doesn't always have to have alcohol at the party, here are five things I want you to keep in mind. The first one is, it's going to take time. Don't expect to stop drinking this weekend and suddenly say, oh yeah, I forgot. I love all these other things more than drinking. Life is so fun now. I just took out drinking and now I'm gonna go running instead. It's going to take time. I mean, if you think about it, think about how many years it took you to make drinking that outlet. Maybe it will take at least half that long to find new outlets. And that's okay. Go in knowing that this will take time and be patient. It's not going to be instant. It takes trial and error. It takes boredom. Honestly, when you stop drinking, there are so many more hours in the day. What do you do with them? I know for some of my clients, as they're looking at a life without alcohol, the first thing is, what am I going to do all weekend? I'm terrified of being bored. To me, being bored represents rest, represents resetting. It represents taking the time to get back in touch with me. So the first thing I want you to remember, if you're trying to figure out a life where alcohol is not the only fun outlet, know that it might take a little while. So buckle in and enjoy the ride. It's also a lot of fun to rediscover these things that are actually fun. The second thing I want you to keep in mind, try it all. Try it all. <laughs> Do you guys watch The Real Housewives of New York City? Bethany's famous line, mention it all. If you don't watch the show, you're probably like, she's crazy. I was just cracking up. As I said, try it all. It made me think of Bethany spreading her legs to Ramona and saying, mention it all. Try it all. Mention it all. Try all kinds of random things. It's so easy to forget what we love aside from drinking. And I come from a place of totally having lived this out, guys. Like, I'm not sitting up here on my golden pedestal having this all figured out. I, for my 40th birthday, literally had planned a yacht trip that was the genesis of the trip for me was this will be a day drinking trip. Unfortunately for my planning, about six months before that, I decided I would take a break from alcohol. <laughs> so now what do you do on the yacht? It's not just sitting around drinking rosé all day. Is that the type of trip that I would plan again? Probably if there's hiking and snorkeling, which we ended up doing for my 40th trip. But the, the point is, you have to start redefining what fun means. And really think about it because you might be stuck in thought patterns that are really just lies. Sitting on a couch drinking alcohol truly isn't that fun. Think about what you look like. You're just sitting on a couch in a room with a drink in your hand. That is literally the most boring thing I could ever think about. Fun for me now means an active vacation. And so I've started looking at trips that involve hiking. We took the family to Yellowstone this summer. I really want to go to see Zion. I want to do um, 
Montezuma's Castle. I think it's in like New Mexico. I have all these random different things on my bucket list now. The drinking trip where you go to a bunch of restaurants um, in Nashville, like doesn't really appeal to me right now. And that's okay. I'm redefining what fun means. And when I go on trips, I've also redefined what the fun on the trip looks like. Honestly, it involves a lot of sleep, resting, relaxing, not performing or trying to check a bunch of boxes. I still get dressed up cute. I still wear my lashes. I still wear my heels. You know, I'm not a total couch potato on these trips, but I'm seeking rest, resetting, and relaxation. The third thing to keep in mind that I'd really love you to lean into is pretend there are no rules on finding these new outlets. And if you need something to jog your memory, go back to an earlier podcast episode where I talk about finding your happiness formula. I have a huge list of ideas, of things to do, try, places to go, um, activities to get into, routines to try. But pretend as you look for these new outlets that there are no rules. Just pretend. Pretend there's no budget. Pretend there's no time. um, Pretend there's no time budget. And pretend that you have unlimited resources. In other words, guard against your own self-imposed guilt at finding things that you enjoy. I tried to go into this like my husband. Like when when he does a new thing, I mean, he just, he spares no expense. He has no guilt about it. He dives in head first. It doesn't matter how much it costs or how crazy it sounds. He goes for it. And you just need to try a bunch of things and pretend that there are no rules and just try. Kind of a silly example of this. One thing I had one of my clients try, she's taking um, another look at her drinking, not really quitting altogether, but really wanting to feel more just have a healthier relationship with alcohol. One of the things I suggested to um, get around weekend boredom, I was like, go to the library and pick and like check out like 20 books. Rediscover what you love reading again. You've forgotten because you don't have time to drink. I mean, you don't have you don't have time to sit and read when you're drinking all weekend. We forget what we actually enjoy. So it's going to take time to get back to rediscovering that. The fourth thing I'd recommend as you're looking at these new outlets in life that don't all revolve around alcohol, find someone modeling this life. Follow people on social media who are living a life that is fun without alcohol. Um, I would love if you want to be part of my community at She Just Glows on Instagram or Facebook. When I was considering what a life without alcohol would look like or with significantly less alcohol would look like, I started following Ditched the Drink. And she was a great example of this to me. I would love like watching her stories about her weekend. She slept in. She went to the fancy spa um, workout center that she's a part of. She did a yoga class. She tried a new restaurant. She was experiencing life in an alcohol-free way that looked really relaxing, really no pressure, and really enjoyable and fun. The fifth thing to think about is, I'm going to cut it to you straight because that's what I do. 
Know that some days as you're trying to find out what fun means again when alcohol isn't there, some days will just suck, all right? Like, you know, I'm 15 months in right now. I still have had days throughout this summer where I've really wanted to drink. And I'm just like, what the hell? I'm over a year into this. Some days you just want to drink and you won't and it will suck badly. There is no shortcut or easy button. But on those days, I continually go back to this. I desire to live a life that I don't regret tomorrow. And it's not about shaming myself for any actions that I might do today or living from a negative mindset. For me, it's all about living out a life that I'm proud of and that is full of choices that help me thrive. And so on those days that just freaking suck, And I wish I could drink. And I wish that this was more fun than it is today. I tell myself, no matter what happens today, at least I didn't drink. I may have yelled at my kids, but at least I didn't drink. I may have eaten an entire cauliflower pizza, but at least I didn't drink. And sometimes that is the only thing that I can pluck out of the day. And guess what? I go to sleep. And I wake up tomorrow to a new day with zero shame and with an overwhelming sense of pride. Because it is possible to have fun without alcohol. Remember that client Hannah I told you about at the beginning of the episode? She called me because she was ready to stop the cycle every five months going back to drinking only to hit another dead end. Because it was just taking her farther and farther away from the life she wanted. Here's what she said. I was floundering in my sobriety. I was not feeling confident. I was feeling overwhelmed and grumpy. I was carrying extra weight and baggage, emotional and physical. And I just wanted to dig myself out of the hole that I had created. I love that Janie specializes in providing support in living an alcohol-free lifestyle, that she provides encouragement, motivation, and accountability. And that she cuts to the chase and tells you what you need to hear. I have stayed on my alcohol-free journey longer than I ever have before. And I know it is solely because of her support and encouragement. Because of that, I have been able to make so much progress in many other areas of my life. One thing, Hannah, I need to correct you on here. I have done nothing to keep you on your alcohol-free path. You have done that with your hard work, your decisions every day. This is not about me, but I gotta tell you guys, Hannah just went on a girl's trip this past weekend and on her flight home, she celebrated seven months without alcohol. Seven months of waking up every day with an inner pride and with the excitement of uncovering fun in her life that alcohol has no part in. I want you to consider that the reason you love drinking so much isn't because it's really that great. It's because it's easy. It's because it's celebrated. You drink because you have no outlet. 
but that can change today. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review. And there's so much more where that came from. Go to SheJustGlows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. There you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow girl.